up and driving when the sun goes down. The hum of 18 wheels. Lord, that's a lonely sound. I spend all day chasing that old white line. I've been on the road so long. I've lost track of time. Now it don't Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. our life and we've got another great program today for our listeners out there uh, this is tony mack right this is tony mack mcmullen we're going to dip into our archives and reach way back to 2011 and a lot of our listeners know some of them may not know that tony mack passed away in 2016 he had a heart attack at the age of 58 he passed away we lost a great great Christian man, one of the most powerful speakers I've ever had the privilege of getting to know. I only got to hear him a few times in person, but I enjoyed it every time I did, and he spoke right to my heart because he is 100% real. Yes, he was the real deal, and uh, what a powerful, powerful uh, speaker he was, and he's still reaching thousands of people out there on the highways because we're, we're going to keep his messages uh, going out on the airwaves to, with our CDs and our radio programs and our podcasts. So we got lots of, uh, lots of programs that we air of Tony Mack, and this is one that we haven't had out in quite a while. Now I see the title of this message is The Big Picture. You know, too many times we don't get the big picture, do we? 
this this is true. And Tony Mack delivers this message and talks about the big picture of what our ministry is all about. And it's about reaching the lost. And that's what Tony was all about. So anyway, we're going to bring this out of the archives. And I know everybody's going to enjoy this message by Tony Mack. And so let's put on a song by Joe Review to start this program. And then we'll bring this message on by Tony Mack. Here is Joe Review. Most of us spend our lives searching desperately What does life have for us, our fate or destiny? Jesus came from heaven and died upon a hill wasn't searching for an answer He was walking in God's will Don't look up When your answer's kneeling down Don't fly high When your walk with God is close to the ground Don't give up When the path you chose Leaves you unfulfilled You'll only find your answers When you're walking in God's will Most of us walk with God like some kind of dance Out of step and out of time, never pay the band Jesus has his hand out if you'd like to come and walk you lead your steps to glory when your eyes are on his cross. Don't look up when your answer's kneeling down. And don't fly high when you walk with God is close. To the ground Don't give up When the path you chose Leaves you unfulfilled You'll only find the answers When you're walking in God's will 
answers if you're walking in his will. All right, Fred. Well, now let's get into that message by our good friend Tony Mac McMullen. And you know, Tony uh, passed, like I said, Tony passed away in 2016, but his wife Candy and his daughter Michelle have kept the ministry going. Free in Christ ministries and they got a website freeinchristministries.com so please log on to their website and if you can help them keep this very important ministry going tony never would ask for money for himself but he wasn't afraid to ask for money for for our ministry so i'm going to ask you today to please log on to freeinchristministries.com and make a donation to their ministry so they can keep that ministry alive. And now here's Tony Mac McMullen. Well, I'm glad to be here tonight. And we've gotten so many different calls from so many different places that it's hard to even begin. I never will forget that day that I went to this little bitty church in Springerton, Illinois, probably population 33. I don't know. It's just little bitty church on way out in southern Illinois, and and I mean, it, there wasn't nothing around there but cows and pastors, amen? Gary was there that night, I remembered him because of the ministry. That's what really touched my heart about Gary. When he came up to me, he said, I've got to take ministry. And he said, Tony, he said, I'd love to take this testimony and put it out there. And you know, I thought, well, sure, go ahead. There ain't whoever gets it, you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking, but I did not have any idea at that time how God was going to use this ministry to bring my ministry into where it was going. At the time, Candy and I had been out of state a few times, but, but hardly at all. All of the places that I was speaking was local, was where I was from. There were people that knew me in prison, ministers, volunteers that would come in and say, hey, Tony, would you come to our prison? Would you come over and you know, and, and come to come to my state or come to my church. And, and actually, that's what we were in Springerton for. My wife's old pastor had gotten uh, moved back home and, and uh, gotten into that Springerton church. He was the pastor there. And he called us and said, hey, come up here. We want you to come to the church. We want you to, to minister for three days. And so we went up and we ministered on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, and a Sunday night. And uh, we had a really good time up there, and, 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 but I had no idea what was getting ready to take place. You know, God has such a big, big, big picture. And see, in our little bitty minds, we can't, there's no way we can see the whole thing. Now, some of these people think they can see the whole thing. Amen. But God's ways are not our ways. His ways are so much, the Bible says, so much higher than our ways. And I love what Gary said about winning souls because that is exactly what I'm about. I, I want to see one more saved. I want, as, and when I see them, people say, well, Tony, how many got saved tonight? And I say, I don't know, man, maybe 19 of them said the prayer. We'll, we'll really know when we get to heaven. But how, how many how many y'all know that sometimes people get in the, in the heat of the moment and they, they know that's what they need to do. But as soon as they say that prayer, they run right back into the world. I mean, the next day, guess what? 
struggles are still there. I, I want to tell you, it's been like that. People begin to call. I'm getting, I'd be driving down the road heading to the prison because, see, I thought mostly my, my ministry would be prison ministry. You see this logo on my shirt, it says FIC, and it's got the bars with a, a man with a handcuff on one wrist, and it's busted loose on the other, and it's opened up, and he's reaching up, and he's grabbing the hand of Jesus, and Jesus is pulling him up out of those bars. And that says, Free in Christ Ministries. Well, Tony, how'd you get that name? I would love to sit here and tell you, I thought that up. Amen? But the only thing I thought up was the picture. Amen. That's really my arm on there. If you get a card, you'll see my logo. It's a man behind the bars. You don't see him. All you see is his forearm and his hand. You see his wrist with a cuff on it. And then you see the Lord reaching down. And he grabs that hand. That other cuff is open. And guess what? He's set free by Christ. Now, I'd love to tell you that I came up with the name Free in Christ, but it was actually my church. They came up and they said, we want to give you a ministry. We see you're going to be, you're going to go places. Amen. They had a hold of it. I was still thinking, man, that, you know, small, I'm going to be prison minister. I'm going to do the best job I can there. And, and that would have been okay with me. Amen. But how many of y'all know I want to talk, tell more people? I want, I want to go tell more people, man. And, and I, didn't have, I didn't know how to get out there. I didn't know. I was once on Mike Barber's show. Uh, how many of y'all know who Mike Barber is? Mike Barber is uh, uh, Mike Barber Ministries out of uh, Texas. He's, uh, he's a man that goes into the prisons. He came in and filmed Candy and I one time. He filmed me in prison and went and done her, her uh, testimony. He put that on TV, and it was nationwide. And I had people calling me when I got out of prison saying, Man, I want your autograph. I said, What are you talking about? They said, You just on TV? I said, you watching America's Most Wanted, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But I mean, my church came up to me and said, we want to give you a ministry. Tony, we believe this will be what you need. It's 501C. It's already set up. It's ready to go. And I said, well, look, I'm doing prison ministry. What's the name of it? He said, how about Free in Christ? But when he said Free in Christ, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And that's how God does it. He comes in, and the thing that he gives you is perfect. There's no, no way of walking around it. And then all of a sudden, I meet this shiny-headed guy named Gary. Amen. If you know Gary, he ain't got a hair on top of his head. Now, he's got a mustache. Amen. But, man, he, he, is, he is shiny. Amen. I, I used to... Hello, brother. <laughs> Amen. There's another shiny one sitting next to him. Amen. Hallelujah. And one clearing the way. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm picking on somebody said, now you're meddling, Tony Matt. <laughs> got, them, got them everywhere. I used to think you had to be bald-headed to be a preacher. Amen. Anyway, I won't get going there. But I meet this man, Gary. Let me tell you, the phone began to ring. It'd be truck drivers. And I answer the phone, try to be businesslike, you know what I mean? Free in Christ Ministries, that's what my cell phone pays for my cell phone. You know, I mean, it's my, my ministry takes care of, of, uh, of the needs that, so Candy and I can go full time. 
But then it wasn't like that. But I was trying to be professional. I thought, you know, answer this phone like, like you mean it. And I said, it's Tony Mack, Free in Christ Ministries. You're, you're Tony Mack. Uh, last I checked, you know, I get my buffo out, look at my driver's license if you want me to. They said, no, we're, I just listened to your CD in tears. You could hear them. Their voice would start breaking. I said, you don't know what you've done for me. Then I'd start crying. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> Just listen to your testimony. I, I need Jesus. Many of them, I'd tell them, you need to pull over. Because they'd be crying so uncontrollably, I knew that they might be driving around me. Amen. <laughs> I said, are you driving a truck? Yes, sir. You need to pull that thing over and let's talk. One guy coming out of Wyoming, going into Montana, I'll never forget this phone call, but lived to be a thousand, and I won't. But I remember he called me and he, he's crying uncontrollably on the phone. Now, some of you guys out there and girls that are listening to this testimony, I know that you walk in those truck stops all the time and you walk over there and those free tapes are sitting out there and you look at them and you go, man, I probably already got them, but don't. Stop and look. It's not, it's not for you, it's for someone else maybe. You take those things and you pass them out. That's what they're there for. And they'll get into the hands of somebody that needs them. See, that's how our Jesus does it. And that's what he done. He grabbed some thinking, man, he'd give them to somebody, stuck them in his pocket in the side of his truck door. And man, he kept pulling in there. He'd reach in there because he kept music CDs and stuff in there. He'd reach in there and grab it and pull it out. And he'd go to put it in there and he'd see freeing Christ. And he'd say, Dad, gummit, I didn't want it. He said, I started to throw it out the window one time. And there's a car beside me. I didn't want to get caught for littering. And, and he said he pulled that thing out one time and didn't look at it. Thought it was music and stuck it in. And he said, man, from the first, first the music started, something gripped me. He said, Tony, my life is paralleling yours. I, I don't know that uh, I could make it another year. My, my wife has left me. My kids have left me. He said he, he lost his house. He's getting ready to lose his truck when he goes back home. They're going to take his truck from him. And he said, man, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm meth, on meth. He said, what do I do? And I said, well, you have to let Jesus Christ into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, and he'll change your life. And I remember, man, he said, well, how do I do that? I said, well, just, let's just say a simple little prayer to him. And we prayed. He received the Lord as his, as his Savior. Now listen to me. I don't get too many of these calls. A year later, Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm driving down the road, answer the phone, it's Tony Mack. He said, buddy, you may not remember me. He said, but one day I was driving out of Wyoming into Montana. And he said, I called you. And I said, I do too. Remember I told you to pull that truck over. He said, yeah, that's right. I said, I said he pulled that truck over. I, I said, and you gave your life to Jesus. He said, Tony, I went back home. And he said, I lost my truck. He said, but man, I went to church. And he said, now I'm teaching in the Sunday school. He said, I've got my truck back. He said, my wife and kids are back to me. He said, Tony, my life has changed forevermore. Amen. Now, I, I got another call one time from a lady out of Louisiana. And, and she was crying on the phone. And you couldn't hardly understand her. 
She said, I gotta apologize to you. And I said, ma'am, what, what, what'd you do? She said, I, I thought that all you guys needed to be in there. I thought that every one of you should be locked up and the keys be thrown away. If somebody handed me this t testimony. Now, she said, they call me Big Mama. And she's sitting here with us tonight. And she said, I want to apologize to you because you changed my way of thinking. God can change anybody if he wants to. And she said, and I could tell God was all over her, amen. It was something that God, and, and, and you know, somebody asked me one time, Tony, what would be the number one thing that you could do? My pastor asked me one time, what's the number thing, one thing that you would do if you, if you want for your ministry? And I said, man, I would love to change the minds of people that think, that prison is just where we're supposed to throw them and lock up the doors. That, that you know, and, and that's our mentality. That's what our nation thinks. Let's just lock them up. Let's just throw away the key. And you know what? They had never helped nobody. Amen. But if you start, listen to me, in Louisiana, there's a prison there. It's called Angola. And let me tell you what God done when he came into this, this place, in this industry, in the prison. If you went anywhere in America and you ask anyone, say 15 years ago, where is the number one hated prison? Where's the number one last place you would want to go? And they would say, Angola. Without uh, hesitation. That would have been my response immediately. People all over the nation tell me about McAllister. They say, man, we've heard about that place. That was a rough place. Still is a rough place. But it wasn't nothing like Angola. And I mean, everyone feared it. Nobody wanted to go there. Nobody, everybody in prison would say these words right here. Don't break the law in Louisiana. Amen. Don't want to go there. 90% or 94%, I'm sorry, will never leave. Only 6% get out. That's a lot, guys. 94% of the men there die right there. That, well, Tony, that ain't, that ain't that much. There's 5,500 men on that yard. That's a lot. That's a lot. When I went there, I couldn't wait to go just to minister. Man, there's rocks with scripture on them. And, and man, I'm, I've heard they've since made them take that down. The, the voice of few overcoming the voice of many again in our nation. And don't get me started in that. Amen. But anyway, this, there was a, a, a warden that come in. His name's Burl Kane. This man had a desire and a heart to change the lives of men. And he came in with the thought, well, I'm going to love them. I'm going to start some seminars inside here. And we're going we're gonna to get these men into school. We're going to get them some good education going on. We're going to start having churches inside this prison. When I went there, there were five churches on that compound. And I think it's something like 6,000 acres. But it's a big, big place. You can drive all day on that place. And, and he come in and he said, man, I'm going to change these guys. I'm going to love them. I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I don't care what environment you walk into if you walk into with it with the goal that you're going to change it, 
And let me tell you something, there ain't no environment in this world, no industry in this world that needs change like the truckers. There's more sin. They're lonesome. They're in the truck all the time. They're out away from their families all the time. Satan is right there in the passenger seat with most of these men. And it's a, it's a horrible, horrible industry uh, for sin. Well, prison's the same thing. Burl Cain walked into this industry, and he said, into this prison industry, he said, you know what? I'm going to love them. I'm going to educate them. And he said, I'm going to give them Jesus. You know, when he got there, one of the first things he seen, they had a, a built coffins out of old pine box because there's so many that are there, and, and it costs so much. So they just built these old pine coffins. And they would bury them in them. They'd have a mule pulling a wagon. And they'd have a, a, a whole string of, of men behind this wagon, all of them singing old songs, old Christian songs, as in a funeral procession as they would go to the gravesite and bury their friend that they had, they had known for years. You know, and, and Burl Cain seen this. And what happened is somehow, some way, that, that uh, mule hit something or the wagon hit something. Anyway, it busted that old pine box and the inmate rolled out. And this man began to cry. Warden, he said, that'll never happen as long as I'm here again. He started getting wood, mahogany, walnut. They started building these coffins. You know, I've heard that only two coffins have went out of that place, one for Billy Graham and one for his wife. Now, you hear stories of people all the time, you know, do you, in, especially in prisons, do you really love your warden? You know, I would go out there on the yard and ask the guys on the yard. You know, I didn't ask the staff and all them, though. I know what they're going to tell me. The truth is in, the, is in the men on the yard. So I went out there and asked them, I said, do you really love your warden? Oh, Tony Matt, he's, he's like a Moses to us. He loves us. Man, we love him. We pray for him. We pray for his family. We hope he don't ever leave us. One guy told me, he said, Tony, and I went in. I seen the death chamber. The wall, there were walls with one wall had Jesus holding the lamb. This is the last thing these men are going to see, folks. They're going in there to be executed. And they're seeing pictures of what heaven's going to be like. And he, they got a, a gurney. that Y'all have seen the, the gurney they lay on it. You know what they call it at Angola? They call it the cross. You know what they said? They said the warden comes up and holds their hand. And that he passes them off to Jesus. That's what the warden will tell you. I just pass them off to Jesus, he said. Do you really love your warden? He's changed our life. Five churches on the yard now. Prisons all around the surrounding places are saying, send us some of your inmates. How do we get seminary on our yard? How do we change our lifestyle? One, don't tell me that it's just a southern thing. That we can lock them up, throw away the key. And I'm not picking on Big Mama, bless her heart. Many people have got out and abused people. There are people in prison that need to be in prison. Amen. That's not what I'm saying at all. Bless her heart. She's seen something happen in, in an individual's life. I was hard. I was bitter. I was full of anger. I was full of hate. And God reached right down in the miry clay of that prison. And he gave me a touch. And he changed my life forevermore. Never to be the same. And she's heard that in that CD. 
And she wanted to call me and just tell me, bless, I, that blessed me. I'll never forget that testimony. Amen. You remember that, big one? I remember that. You was crying, told me not to tell nobody, didn't you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Bless her heart. And, 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 you know, it ain't her alone. A lot of people. So when somebody asked me one time, what do you want to do? Well, I want to change public opinion on inmates. They're coming out of there. They're going to live next door to you. We need to learn how to change them while they're in there. Amen. And what happened in Angola is God used that man to change that yard. Let me tell you one more story about Angola. I'll quit. I gave my testimony the first night. A man named Richard Carlson. If you listen to testimonies, he's the one that had said, have you kissed the frog? Amen. I know that some of y'all have heard, have you kissed the frog? I pulled up. I didn't know Richard Cost from Adam. I just heard about him through a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Not knowing it, this friend of mine sent Richard Cost a CD. And he said, he said I, want, I want to bring him to Angola with me. Will you get him cleared? Didn't know if I really wanted to go to Angola, amen. So it took him three years to get me to go, amen. But it wasn't because I, I just didn't want to go. It was because I had a whole lot of stuff uh, uh, scheduled. And I was making sure of it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so he talks me into going. And you know what he done, the rascal? He goes to my church because I'm out of town ministering. I come back. He had raised so much money that, that he wanted to take an airplane. Told our church we're going to get a ticket. My church knows I don't fly. And they all give him money and said, you better go buy it before he gets back. <coughs> he goes and buys that ticket. And I said, you just wasted some money. I am not flying. He said, Tony, your church gave me. I said, what? He said, I went to your church, and they're the ones that give me the money for it. So I got on the airplane. You know it's bad when a little four-year-old girl comes up and pats you on the head and says, it'll be all right, mister. Hey, <laughs> man. I mean, I'm like, you know, I read the scripture where he said, lo, I'm with you always. Amen. So we, we fly. We get there. Galen, you know how long it took us to get there? 13 hours. You know how long it would have taken me to drive? 11. And I got to see all God's country. Maybe run over a gator or something. You know, I don't know. But, man, I, I'm telling you, we had to fly down there, rent a car, drive to the prison. I get out of the car, and we're going to stay in a prison. I, I thought we might have holiday in there or something. Amen? No. We stay on compound in a, in a dorm. The last time I laid down in the bed, I never will forget, I told Candy, I, in the prison, I would put my family's pictures up on the top bunk underneath it, you know, where when I laid down at night, I'd look at them and I'd pray for my family while I went to sleep. And I laid down that old bunk. And the Lord began to speak to my heart. He said, do you remember where you were at? Now remember what you're doing. Amen. I was feeling sorry for myself for having to be back there. And I began to just have a joy in, in doing that. Amen. I give people a hard time in the shower. Amen. People told me one time, man, the worst thing I ever done was invent community showers when Tony Max around. Amen. I am going to give somebody a hard time. We had a great time. I, I, Richard Cox comes up and he says, I know you thought you were just going to come down here and minister cell to cell. 
but he said, better be ready to go to work because you're speaking tonight. I spoke that night, and the very next night, he, they, right when it was over, the chaplain come running to me. He said, you've got to be in the main compound tomorrow. He said, we're going to put you on the radio and TV. Will you please do that? I said, yes. Next day, we go to the main compound. I could not believe my eyes. They built this church from scratch. They, the inmates built it. I mean, they built it. It had cedar on the walls. It was the most beautiful church I'd ever seen. It was just, you walked in there and you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. But outside, before I ever walked in, they've got a stainless steel bell tower that's raised. You've got to walk around it on the sidewalk. This thing goes way up and there's a bell. They're ringing. And you can hear this thing all over that whole compound, this bell ring. And, and man, I'm looking at that bell, and one of the inmates walk up to me. He said, Tony Mack, he said, have you heard about that bell? I said, no, what, what, what is it? He said, he said, man, in 1907, he said, there was a little community church not very far from here. Had a dynamic preacher. Men began, families began to come from everywhere to try to get there. They'd camp out just to go to church there. Man, they, they found out, well, we need to get a bell. And so they bought this bell and they raised this bell up. They built a scaffold, had to pay so much money to get it shipped there. Built a scaffold, raised this bell up. Man, and, and the scaffold broke and it fell and killed one of the patriots there. And they, they decided that was a bad omen, that that was a, a bad bell. And they put it in an old barn. Inmates got a hold of this story. And they called that church still existing. I said, do y'all still have that old bell? I said, oh yeah, we've got it, but you don't want that bell. It's a killer. It's, we've got it stored away in an old barn, away from society where it can't hurt anybody else. I said, well, sir, that's where I'm at. I'm in prison. That's what they've done with me. They've put me away from society. We want to raise that bell up for, so it'll ring to all the rest of us that have been locked up away from society. They paid that church what they paid for it. And that was what was ringing up there. I want to tell you, man, I met Burl Kane that night. I about squeezed him to death. He's, I said, man, if I'd had a warden like you, I might have got saved a long time ago. He said, was your warden mean to you, son? I said, Not, nothing I didn't deserve. Amen. It's a very special man, though. Why did you say all that, Tony? I said all that to say how one man can change the industry. But here we don't have one man. We have several men. We've got Faith on the Move. We've got Gary Rayburn. We've got Jim Davenport. J&A Ministries. Amen. And, and there's so many more. There's so many more CDs. I, I get calls from people, man, that want to put me on radio. And, and, and listen to me. Just went to a, a prison in Illinois. Lawrenceville Correctional. Amen. 2,300 men on that yard. Get calls from little mamas. My husband brought that CD home. My son's been doing dope. Now, Tony, he's involved in church. He's involved in youth ministry. Cannot tell you how many phone calls I've received just myself. I got a call today from Virginia. Man said, Tony Mecca. A uh, drug addict that had gotten saved brought me your CD and said, I had to listen to that. He said, when can you come? And I said, buddy, we'll just we'll get a date set. One after another, they call every day. What I couldn't do on my own, 
God brought a man of God that wanted to reach somebody in an industry that he had grew up in. That was his lifestyle. And he said, Tony, can I use this? And my exact word was, it's not mine, it's God's. It's God's. And he wants it out there. Amen. I didn't have any idea, folks, what God was going to do. He said in his word, go you therefore into all the world preaching the gospel. Amen. It's not a suggestion. Y'all realize that? It's a commandment. That book isn't made up of, of suggestions or, or questions. Amen. It's commandments. It says to do it. And that's what these ministries are doing. And I know that you may be listening to this driving down the road thinking, well, how can I help? What can I do? I know a lot of you look for these, minis- these tapes. Many truck drivers, they go in truck stops. I've had them tell me. I go straight to the tape board. I know where they're at. Man, so many of them call me and say, Tony, will you send me 50 CDs? And I say, yeah, mine are $10 a piece. How many did you want? <laughs> uh, the CD says they're free. And I said, that's because you're talking about rig ministries or faith on the move. J and, J and A ministries. You're not talking about FIC. I can't afford to make them like that. Amen. I have to pay to have it done because I'm so busy. I don't have the time to do what these men do. On a continual basis. And you know what? It's not free for them. It costs them a lot of money. And if you're a driver and you say, yeah, but Tony Mack, I, can't, I do not like to get up and ask for money. If you, if you know me, you know that I hardly ever say anything about giving my ministry money. But let me tell you something. This ministry right here, this, this tape ministry, all three of these that I've mentioned, there may be more here. All these ministries are helping so many people. There are people out there that we'll never hear about. There are people out there that, that these, these CDs and these tapes have helped that we'll never know what God has done. But I know of the ones that I've heard about, man, I could write three books. Amen. Hallelujah. I know God's doing amazing things. Tony, how can I help? Well, the number one way you can help is pray. Man, I'm telling you, Galen was just in a powerful, powerful wreck. And why I say powerful is because he should have been killed. He should, his, his, if you look at the wreck, if you look at the, at the carnage, man, there was shrapnel flying everywhere. There was metal all over the place. But everywhere he was sitting was unharmed. Now, he got a busted nose. He got some busted ribs. Amen. But if you look at that thing, you'll go... How in the world did you walk out of that? Power. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. There's power. God makes a way. And I know there's more stories here. You pick these CDs up and you hear the Rose of Columbine. You hear Buddy Ferris. You hear the ministries. You hear Gary Rayburn's testimony. You you hear the testimonies of these men and, and you say... I can't wait to get another one. Amen. And let me tell you something. You pass those out. You pass those out. 
you get a you get an abundance of them. If you got the heart for it, call Gary and say, Gary, send me a bunch of them. Call Faith on the Move, man, and tell him. Say, hey, Galen, give me a bunch of these CDs. Give me a bunch. I need to go pass these out for you. I'm over on the East Coast. I'm over on the West Coast. I'm on the South. I'm on the North. No matter where you're at, people need Jesus. And I know people that pass them out. They put them in the uh, nursing homes. They take them into the boys' homes. I've had uh, a, a man call me one time and said, Tony Mack, have you got any new CDs? I said, call Gary or call Galen. What do you mean? I said, on the CD that you have, there'll be a name on there and a number. Call it. Men have told me, they've, they rehab center, that they use my CD with every class. Amen. Is that Tony Matt? If you know me, there's nothing more simple than Tony. I love Barney Fife for crying out loud. Amen. If I turn on Andy Griffin and Barney ain't on there, I won't watch it. That's pitiful, ain't it? Amen. I just love, I just, I'm simple. I, it, it isn't hard to figure out Tony Matt. But you know what? God will take the simple things of the world to confound the wise. I've been Senate pastor. I've done three Senate Bible studies. I've done, I don't know how many Congress Bible studies. I went to Washington, D.C. They had me in a five-panel uh, uh, group that, uh, for National Institute of Christians. How can we better uh, change the prisons? And you know the last thing they wanted to hear was Jesus? They didn't want to hear that. They wanted, they wanted something else. That's what's the matter with our world today. They want something else. When the truth and the freedom is right there in their hand. Well, Tony, how else can I help? We always talk about prayer. Ongoing prayer. Y'all in trucks, you're driving up down these roads. Pray for these ministries. Pray for their protection. Pray for their finance. Pray for their uh, intellect where they, God will give them a vision. Amen. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And so... Pray for them to have a vision, each one of them, where God wants them to go and expand even farther. Amen? And let me tell you something, last thing, and, and certainly not, not what I would say is the least. You can't function without money. It costs money to make these tapes. It costs money to put these logos on there, to put these, put these things out there in your hand. It's not free. And guess what? You know, every time... Yeah, this is, this is the first place that I went. I believe in this ministry so much that Kenny and I paid the way to come here. We didn't ask for money. We, we, we wanted to come here to help this ministry because they have helped us so much. And you may sit and you have $3 in your pocket. And you say, man, Tony, I don't, I don't have very much to send. Send 10%. Man, let me tell you something. If you're, let's say you've you, you got a dollar to send. What if a hundred of you had that? Send it. There's no gift too small that God can't turn it. He used one, a, a loaf and, some, and a few fish, amen, to feed 5,000. He can do the same in these ministries. Please, don't hold back. Don't hold back. You'll be blessed uh, financially. And people call me and say, Tony, Matt, I loved your testimony. Where did I send the money? I said, who's on the tape? They said, well, you are. I said, No. Who is on the tape that, that you're, you're holding in your hand? The one that you just listened to. And, and, and they'll tell me, and I say, send money to them. I go into churches. They help me. 
I have a whole lot of churches that that uh, help Tony Matt. They, you know, we are not a whole lot. It's more people than churches, but there are churches that are saying, "Hey, we want to, we want to, we want to help you. We want, we're behind what you're doing. We minister to children. We minister to uh, locked up kids. We minister to to adults in prison, men's and women. You know, and, and we get help for that. But these ministries, they don't, they don't have that help." And they do it so, so good. I, my, my Lord helps them so many ways. And I don't want to get on a soapbox here. But I believe with everything in my heart what these men are doing. Because of the lives that, that call. I had one little girl, 14 years old, call me. She listened to that tape. She'd already been in the gangs. Already had I don't know how many boyfriends, sexual relationships. 14 years old. She said, I got saved. And that's not who I am anymore. Thank you, Tony, for your testimony. And it came through a CD. From a CD ministry. Don't ever, don't you ever underestimate God's power. You see, I did. All those years ago, I didn't think that there would be much come from that, from Gary. But Gary had a vision. The reason I keep talking about Gary is because Gary's the first one I met. Galen got the same vision somewhere else. And he began to do this, this same thing. And you know what? There's other people over in North Carolina that's doing the same thing. And, and, and somebody in Virginia that's doing the very same thing now. And, the, and, you know, I don't know where it started. Thank God that it did. Amen. Amen? And God is ministering to people's lives. And you know what? I want to go on the highways and byways. But there's no way that I can do that. But with my CDs, with, with these CDs, these ministries... My testimony is getting all over the United States. And not only mine, Buddy Ferris's, Rosa Columbine, 16 Roses. I mean, I can go on and on. There are so many really awesome, life-changing testimonies, man, that are taking place. Truckers are beginning to change their lives. They're going home and their wife are going, where's my husband? Who are you? You're not the man that left here last month. Amen. You're somebody different. Amen. I'll never forget when I got saved, my wife said I took on a whole different countenance. And she said that I just began to look younger. I had a smile. There was joy in my heart. When God shows up, amen, Satan has to leave. Amen. Philippians 4 and 8 says, man, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are, are lovely or pure, I don't know all of it, but it says, man, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate. On these things. I got rid of the trash in my mind. I started thinking about the Lord my God. What he could do in my life. My life changed dramatically. And you know what? That's what's happening in this trucking industry. We're seeing lives change. Just a little bit at a time, Galen. We're seeing people, man, that, just, that used to be idiots, man, coming home. And their wives are going, what happened to this individual? 
And, and where did he come from? Amen. And I, I'm, I'm here just tonight. Truckers, if you're listening to me. Everything at home is falling apart. Women too. Your life is a shambles. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's not too late. Amen. I've got good news. Amen. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Amen. And He's standing at your heart's door right now. And He's knocking on your heart. And He's saying, please... I can fix that marriage. I can save that home. I can, I can turn you into a leader that your family will begin to follow you. I can change your whole family's life through you if you'll just make a stand. And you know what? He's not a liar. He's a faithful God. One more quick story and I'll close. A friend of mine told me one time, the guy that led me to the Lord told me one time, he gave me a scripture, Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be saved in your house. And I said, Michael, you know, you're telling me that God will save my family? He said, that's exactly what it means. He said, Tony, you've got to stand on that scripture. And I said, stand on the scripture? He said, yeah. Well, I didn't know what he meant by that. But he went out a couple days later to go to, to the law library. They chained him and shackled him, took him out. And, and while he is gone, I didn't want to look stupid. You know what I mean? I began to read that scripture and say, God, what did you mean by stand on that scripture? Lord, help me. I don't, I don't understand what you meant by that. You know, he just told me, Tony, just stand. So I threw that Bible right down the floor. Stood on it. I said, God, my kids have started going down the wrong path. All they begin to follow their daddy. Do the wrong things. Please, God, Acts 16.31, I'm going to stand on it right now. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I'll be saved. God, save my children. Save my kids. About that time I heard the door open. I turned around, he caught me. He's looking right at me. I stand on the Bible. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm standing on God's word. He said, nobody but you, Tony Mack. He threw his Bible down there and got up there with me. Amen. <laughs> Might not think that's much. But when I got out of prison, the very next week, I heard my oldest daughter give a sermon in front of the church I was at. If you're a daddy, I had to bless your heart. And I remembered that time in OH Block, standing on that Bible, listening to me, truckers. No matter who you are, you might be a little wife, your husband's brought this home. You might be a husband. Your wife's brought this home. You might be a child that's just, your whole world, there's nothing makes sense. Doesn't seem like nobody really cares about you. But I want to tell you, there's someone, the Bible said he'll stick closer to you than a brother. He said he'll never leave you and he'll for never forsake you. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you will prosper if you have him in your heart. He be for you. The Bible says, "Who can be against you?" If you would bow your heads with me. If you're driving, keep one eye open. Amen. You may begin ministered to by the Lord by the Holy Spirit right now. That's not Tony Matt. If you're feeling this and you're hurting and your life is coming unraveled, 
Right now, the Holy Spirit's telling you, I have a way for you. I have a direction for you. Just trust Him. That's that knock. You feel that humbleness. You feel that presence. That's not me. That's Him. Trust that knock. He said, if you'll open the door. He said, I'll come in to you. And I'll sup with you. We'll have dinner together. We'll have some spiritual connection going on. And I want to tell you right now, if you want to say that prayer, just say this prayer right after me. Just say it right after me. Father, forgive me for my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord, I'm sick of, tired of being sick and tired. I just turn my whole life, everything, Father, over to you. Lord, teach me what your word says. Guide me, Father, for your glory. Lord, now give you my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. It's me again Here to share this morning light Would you wash my sins today Let me walk in your delight All I have you've given me All I am my own, it's true me now, dear Lord, I give myself all up to you. It's all up to you. For you, I give my all. It's all up to you. If I stand or if I fall. I come to you each day To start my life anew Take me as I am I give myself all up to you It's me again Here at your throne once more You love me more today Than you did the day before Though I fail and fall the way Your grace comes shining through Help me now, dear Lord I give myself all up to you It's all up to you For you I give my all It's all up to you If I stand or if I fall 
I come to you each day to start my life anew. Take me as I am. I give myself all up to you, Lord. Take me as I am. I give myself all up to you. drivers, it is all up to you. What you going to do with this man called Jesus? God has a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. So we ask you to join with us and help us to spread the gospel across this great country of ours by listening to these CDs and, and passing them on, sharing with others. Now how about one more song by Joe Arview? <laughs> I was driving down that 18 Bottoms Road With a pounding in my head From 18 wheels on the road With a hard day behind I look ahead Through the windshield of my truck That keeps my family fed Well I caught myself a praying And wiping away my tears Thinking about a better place and time Where I found Jesus and he took away my fears I guess that's why I'm not afraid to die Take me to a better place, take me to a better time I'm tired of this hard living, I'm still too young to die If I could drive across this valley and never see another day I tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay. But I'll tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay. I'd love to see my family and home. Watch my baby girl. Outside the play But life on the road Is all I know And God knows I still dream of a better day Take me to a better place Take me to a better time I'm tired of this hard living I'm still too young to die If I could drive across this valley And never see another day I tell you Jesus That'd be okay When I tell you, Jesus That'd be okay But I know there's still some things I gotta do And I'm gonna be right here Until I'm through And God'll take me by the hand And get them done Then I'll go on home When my time is gone And I'll take me to the bed to a better time I'm tired of this hard living I'm still too young to die If I could drive across this valley And never see another day 
that it'd be okay But I tell you, Jesus, that it'd be okay But I tell you, Jesus, I guess I'm gonna stay Appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree those 18 wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past But I called his name This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. 